0: This is Saturday Morning
1: Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Saturday Morning Mysteries. Uh, I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. That's Grace. And we're back. We're here. We're back in action. And we're doing something new. We're doing a new show. So. A lot of y'all who have been troopers sticking with us, mm-hmm. watching this beautiful vodcast slash listening to this awesome podcast, you know that we've been doing a lot of Scooby-Doo lately. I guess, what, eight episodes of Scooby-Doo? Yeah, so we Scooby-Doo. did a nice Do. Only Scooby-Doo. <laughs> obviously not including our bonus content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, we've been doing a lot of Scooby-Doo analysis, and we love Scooby, so we're going to come back to that one day in the future. A lot of episodes there to talk about. Mm-hmm. But we decided let's switch it up. Let's do a nice episode arc covering another great classic animated show that talks about crime and mysteries and investigations and action and adventure and just mm. all the things. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I don't I don't know if we should do like a drum, drum roll, roll <laughs> moment. Although if you looked at the title of this podcast oh, right. <laughs> or video, then you probably already know. They? They already know. We're gonna keep building up to it like it's suspenseful. Maybe someone
0: surprise.
1: Yeah, maybe this like auto played on someone's phone and they haven't had a chance to like actually look at the title yet. I don't know, but whatever. Fuck it. We're talking about Darkwing Duck, y'all. Big reveal that you already knew. Big reveal. Yes, Uh, not a surprise for those who can read. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so we're gonna talk about. Darkwing Duck for the next several weeks here Mm -hmm. um, or at least you know the next few weeks I think each of us are going to do at least a few episodes Mm -hmm. and um, I guess you know and Grace is going to do the first episode today and she'll Mm kind of give like a backdrop of setting the scene for the overall show
0: kind of but
1: yeah a little bit maybe we (laughs) we haven't gone too much in depth in each other's (laughs) stories, so I I don't actually know what all she's going to say I'm speaking for her in the moment (laughs) Um, But, you know, the show came out in the early 90s. It was a Disney show. Um, I'm not going to lie. I actually did not watch it that much growing up. Mm. It's like one of the because we weren't a huge Disney family. But I would say if there was one Disney show that we did watch, this would be like the one probably. Uh But even so, because it came out a couple years before I was born. So I only ever watched a few episodes Mm. in the background kind of as my older brother was really watching them. But before we get into that, Grace, why don't you talk to us? Tell us, you know, why were you so excited to, because this was her recommendation, by the way, Grace, it was Grace's idea that we talked Uh about Darkwing Duck. So tell us, why is this show special to you? Why do we love Darkwing Duck?
0: Yeah, so for me, so I, I, similar to you, probably didn't watch it live. I was born the year after it came out. So I don't know, maybe I and my brother's only a year older than I am. So um, I'm like your brothers who are a couple years older. Um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I don't, I don't think, you know, while it was live on air, I was fully watching it, but I do have a special place in my heart for Darkwing Duck and ducktales type shows yes. of which this is a spinoff kind mm-hmm. of of well, at least some characters in the universe ish in tailspin cross- yeah, yeah yeah um so I, specifically uh when I was growing up so this was then you know later in the 90s um that uh we had my brother and I had like the single best babysitter on the face of the earth this woman Vivian who's like A super badass lawyer now and uh yeah she's an icon (laughs) yeah badass lawyers lawyers. are pretty cool yeah toss toss I clearly gravitate towards them Alexis (laughs) um and she uh every time she would come over when we were growing up she had this like black canvas like tote bag I think was from like some like local art store in Cincinnati or something like that I can like picture it. it had like these like faded green straps, but it was called her magic bag. And Mm. every single time she came to babysit us, there would be a different craft and different VHS tapes in it
1: for us to watch. And truly magic.
0: Yeah. Truly magic. (laughs) And it was always a surprise to my brother and I of like what it was going to be that night. So, you know, we would uh, pretty much, yeah, every time she would come over, we would do some type of craft, which like also bless her dear heart because there's definitely one time that like old 90s craft where you'd like put those little like plastic beads on like a plastic plate and they'd like iron it and it would like melt and like become a pattern.
1: Oh, yeah. It was a
0: thing. I definitely got one of those little beads stuck in my ear one time and she had to get it out with tweezer. Holy shit. Yeah, so like she's a saint magic. <laughs> magic um but she would bring over uh she you know hit up blockbuster on her way over and some of the vhs tapes that she would bring yes. would be tailspin deck tales yes dark duck uh Oof. so uh also
1: those other shows possibly maybe on our list for yeah. future shows to cover because again yes. more classics and yes spinoffs or duck, Darkwing duck is a spinoff of mm-hmm. them so yeah exactly
0: sorry. um so yeah i just like remember and you know i don't think you know how how vhs worked back then it wasn't like here's the entire three seasons of Darkwing duck on one vhs tape it was like here's a bunch of random episodes that yeah. we decided to put on a vhs yeah. tape for your kids and so yeah i just have like yeah those memories of this show all uh for me tie back to yeah this really incredible babysitter you know who helped raise us essentially um because yeah. she came over all the time and like was they ba- I mean truly until like she went off to college like she probably was our babysitter for almost like between like set like seven years or something like oh that. wow so yeah, yeah so super long, long time. time yeah um So, yeah, it just has, like, this very special place in my heart because of that. Uh, Yeah. And how about you? You mentioned your brothers.
1: Yeah, I did. So, um, this is primarily the oldest brother. So, I have two older brothers. We're all three years apart. So, one brother is three years older than me. Another brother is three years older than him. So, we're all, like, generally close in age.
0: Wait, can we pause really quick about this really stupid realization I just had? What? That
1: How we're all three years apart? (laughs)
0: No, 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 I already knew that, but (laughs) in both of our families, all of the children are both named with the same letters. Yeah,
1: yeah. I knew that about
0: your family, and I knew that about my family separately, but I never put that together as a joint thing.
1: is your brother's middle initial the same as yours? No. Oh, okay, okay, still though, still though. First names. I did. Give me that. I feel like I had, yeah, for, oh, for sure, that's a lot, because people usually don't even go that far. Our parents went even further and gave us all the same middle initial. Oh. As, labeling stuff was not fun when we were younger. <laughs> let we say we could not put our initials on shit. We had to get everything in different colors. Um, anyway, yeah, I have I've I think I have noticed that before. They're like, hey, Grace and Grant also have the same like yeah. general initials, but I don't know what his middle name is. So I'm like, I don't know about the middle, but hey,
0: they at least have first yeah, and last. And name. Yeah. Austin Aaron and Alexis. Yeah, yeah exactly. Bird, bird, bird. Yep.
1: Yeah, all a bird. So we all go by a yep. bird, bird. But it's not at all confusing it's also, um, especially when we have a lot of mutual friends and stuff too like yeah, they'll say bird and we'll all look
0: called the yeah. house before like when you wouldn't pick up your cell phone in high school and been like is bird home and they would just like, <laughs> like which
1: one do you They'd want be like, which one Darryl, like, my dad? do you, yeah, you want
0: and be like, Austin who you're Austin? Who are looking for, for?
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, Austin why is this high school girl calling you
0: <laughs> no <laughs> that's not Austin it and I, are friends. Uh, I can yes, call him if I want
1: true Maybe. Probably would answer too. We're you know, so, oh my god, Grace is calling. What's up, girl? Um, <laughs> yeah, so shout out to my brothers and to your brother, apparently, our whole families. We're just celebrating our families today. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so when we were younger, um, I obviously, I'm six years I'm the youngest, I'm the only girl, so a lot of like what they wanted to do, that's what that's what went mm. like. If they want to watch this movie. We're probably gonna watch it like maybe we (laughs) would rotate through and on the third you know choice it would be my choice but then still like they get the other two choices Mm. so it's up to them uh but yeah like we weren't a huge disney family but i guess whenever austin had the remote and disney was on if darkwing duck was on then he would keep it on Mm. and we did also like you know tailspin and ducktales and all of that too we just like all those characters but i think with (laughs) with darkwing duck in particular um, so my whole family—we're all like a bit of into, like into the music scene. Like we're all musicians in a different way, or like we really like music. And Darkwing Duck just so happens to have, in my opinion, one of the greatest opening songs. songs? Yes. Like <laughs> Let's it is get so dangerous.
0: <laughs> Darkwing
1: Duck. It is, and it's straight iconic. up iconic. I think you would call that genre or it would fall into what's called a new Jack swing, which is very like this, the epitome of nineties, like R and B and like funk music kind of, that's just this perfect blending. And it's actually, I think the genre itself came about in like the late eighties where like you had all these hip hop producers mixing like sounds like these heavy electronic percussion samples and like, It's just so so smooth and so like jazzy and Mm -hmm. hip-hop at the same time combined just beautiful new jack swing is like i I mean i'm not gonna say it's like one of my favorite genres (laughs) but a lot of it just has so much nostalgia like when i think of it i think of like tlc Mm. and like old school like tina marie music and just stuff from like motown combining Mm. with like modern jazz and so growing up like We were really, really into that music because it's like, oh, like what we hear on MTV, you turn that on and then you watch Darkwing Duck, and like the title music is like similar to that kind of vibe. So we would always just be like dancing whenever it came on Uh and like the jazziness of it. Like our parents would also be like bopping their heads, like, wait a minute, this is kind of (laughs) like a catchy song. Like, let's get dangerous, (laughs) y'all. Um, those are like the biggest memories for sure like growing up watching it because again I didn't like watch it that much but I like very much remember that title music and so Grace when you suggested doing this show (laughs) she and I were talking one day like man what should we do next and she kind of like she was spitballing and was like oh maybe we'll do Darkwing Duck and like I don't think I said it in that moment I was like yeah like okay that's that's good. Like let's write down some other ideas and we'll come back and we'll yeah. like make a, a decision. But like we called each other a few days later or like talk and I was like, I'm not gonna lie ever since you said Darkwing Duck, like that's what I've been committed to. I've already watched a few episodes. <laughs> I, was, I was acting like I was gonna like maybe think of other shows Brainstorm, to you, but in my yeah. heart because I automatically thought of that music and just how much I love that song growing up. And I was like, yeah, this is perfect. Like it's combining superhero type stuff with crime with mm-hmm. animation all of our favorite things yep. coming together so yeah that's i think that's why we chose this one i think that's why we're excited to do I'm it so excited yep um and on that note i think grace you're going to be the one to kick us off you're going first yeah. i'll go next week and uh we're going to have some fun with it
0: and let's get dangerous let's
1: get let's, let's get, get
0: dangerous. dangerous like truly okay i I'm sorry, before I get into it, because I do talk about the theme song as well, of just, like, how incredible it is that I forgot that the theme song was that good until we went to, like, do our episodes, and I was gobsmacked. Like, my jaw was on the ground (laughs) that, like, that anyone would care enough about, like, a children's show to make a banger like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I I gotta say...
1: Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh,
0: Go ahead. I'm
1: just amazed by it. Yeah. um, The 90s was like with the shits, with the children's music. okay? (laughs) because remember you had like the Rugrats theme song, which, you know, simple, but very, very catchy. Yeah. The all that theme song literally uh, was an original song by TLC. It was. Yeah. Yeah. They fucking called TLC to do a song for all that. Yeah. And they like perform live, like the live performances on all that were like better than what you see on SNL today. um... Like they had like, it was because they were, they were owned by the same company as MTV. I think they still are. Nickelodeon it. was so they were like, yeah, dude, like whoever is performing on MTV, bring them in, put them on all that. Coolio did the song for Kenan and Kel. What? Like, yeah, like the music in the '90s for teenagers and kids shows was actually amazing. This is
0: feeling like, a um, lot of recovered memories for me. Right now. Yeah, it's all coming
1: back. And yeah, all the reasons back. Like this, this, these are things I was thinking about while listening to the Darkwing Duck intro music. Like, man, they were really with it yeah. in the '90s with music. Like, it's not like that anymore. I mean maybe we're maybe we're just too old for that but (laughs) um yeah so again maybe something else we'll talk about in the future the awesome music from our favorite childhood cartoons and stuff but we want
0: to do a theme song bonus content for uh, sure because yeah it's it's yeah it's pretty incredible uh I also am really glad that I learned the specific genre that it fell into because yeah in my notes here I'm like this cool r&b slash funk question mark yeah yeah songs because i didn't know New jack
1: swing i guess is yeah Very what cool. you would call it yeah so Great.
0: excellent cool. well when,
1: kick us yeah, off with yeah with that
0: scene further set uh or with that scene set uh like we did last time for scooby-doo uh i'm gonna set a scene here in which uh when did darkwing duck come out uh uh, some listeners, like myself, were not yet born. Uh, others probably were, et cetera, et cetera. But the year is 1991. Dances with Wolves takes home the best picture at the Oscars, while Mariah Carey wins best new artist at the Grammys. Oh, what a year. Right? Uh, meanwhile, George H.W. Bush is president. So the, the first George Bush. Pap-
1: Pappy Bush, as I like to call him. <laughs> Happy B. Happy happy Bush rest in peace
0: yep rip and uh, the u.s sees out uh, Operation Desert Storm in the Gulf War which I am the farthest thing from an authority on just know it's complicated <laughs> uh, Iraqi invasion attempted annexation of Kuwait in which the u.S and the other allies stepped in with military force and that's all I can say about it without totally fucking it up because like an ignorant American I just pulled that from the intro of Wikipedia. Yeah about the Gulf War. That's Uh, for another
1: podcast. Yep.
0: (laughs) But like not another
1: episode, like a whole other. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The podcasts do exist about that. Um, Yes. And it was, uh, it was followed by a ceasefire during 1991 as well. Um, The first other ever website was created this year as well Mm. by Timothy Berners-Lee, often called the creator of the World Wide Web, which no brag but I did see him get his honorary doctorate at Yale for like creating the internet because it happened the same year that my brother graduated uh who of also historical note Grant my brother was born in 1991 okay I was
1: like wait what about Grant okay (laughs) the the most important thing about the year
0: 1991 yeah hey Grant um the natural mummy of what is known as Europe's oldest known natural human mummy is found in 1991 called Otzi the Iceman, which mainly I mention, because based on my two second internet search, uh, says that this like fully preserved corpse that was found from like a very long time ago that I didn't ran down the date that they thought it was from, but it's just the oldest human mummy in Europe, uh, was probably murdered Uh, because there was an arrowhead embedded in his shoulder so they think he was a murder victim or victim of war Uh, and speaking of murder in 1991 Mm -hmm. uh, Eileen Warnos, a serial killer who murdered seven of her clients while working as a sex worker and Jeffrey Dahmer one of yeah the most notorious American serial killers who murdered and dismembered Seventeen men and boys, and preserved many body parts, and did lots of fucked up stuff to the body parts. Yes. Were both captured, and Disney's Beauty and the Beast came out. <laughs>
1: and uh, on what September sixth, nineteen ninety one,
0: Darkwing Duck premiered with one of the best theme songs ever.
1: Yes, they had to, they had to make people smile somehow. And they're like, fuck, man, this year was a little bit darker than we thought. They originally probably had like some super like dark, like actiony theme music. Yeah. And they're like, mm, back up, back yeah, up. We, we've been through a lot this year. Let's it. let's liven things up let's, a little bit. Let's get people dancing and not like fearing for... <laughs> the murderer yeah. in
0: this episode yeah around every corner uh, yeah yeah so uh Darkwing Duck as we've mentioned is a spin-off of kind of like the DuckTales universe although mm-hmm. some creators I did find in my research were like no it's not it's totally different but we see a lot of character crossover and like a villain crossover on occasion um but what we you know What's most iconic, I would say about this show, um, is that the entire show, and I didn't realize this, you know, as a child, but now as an adult watching it, it's both very clear and also that I did research on it. Uh, that the entire show is basically a parody and satire of like pulp, adventure, super spy, and superhero fiction. Um, I feel a lot of pressure in the next statement I'm gonna say because I'm telling it to you a comic book and superhero expert. We're just having a
1: conversation. I won't correct you. I'll just come and I'm joking. Go ahead. If I'm wrong,
0: blame Wikipedia because I pulled this from right okay. here. But yeah. the show Darkwing Duck has notes from characters like the shadow, the correct. Sandman, yes. Doc Savage, Batman, including the city where the show takes place. St. Canard is a parody of Gotham city. Yes. The green Hornet flash Lone Ranger and Zorro.
1: Hmm. Okay. Several, a few of those, I definitely know. I mean, watching it, I'm like, yeah, I see how those other ones, but I, for sure the shadow and Batman and uh, like Zorro. Absolutely, (laughs) yes.
0: <laughs> I so that
1: Wikipedia statement. did not lie to you. Good girl <laughs> should also lie to me. I may have yeah. also come across that on Wikipedia
0: while yeah. Yeah, <laughs> doing yep. some research and so, agreed while okay, reading good. it. Yeah. All right. Excellent. As long as it's yeah confirmed. By
1: mostly, you, I, I would say mostly the shadow is probably the biggest inspiration mm. when you look at his appearance and um also like Darkwing his, Duck's catchphrases, which cool. I'm sure we'll talk about. But and yeah.
0: his alter ego uh, yeah drake mallard is darkwing ducks alter ego and kent allard is the the shadow so (laughs) they like we've realized in scooby-doo uh they're just like how can we take a name and just make it one step removed from the og thing
1: yeah exactly we'll see who who remembers (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we'll the, uh, the, the original source material
1: are. yeah right yep. right
0: so the show follows our brave superhero darkwing duck aka dw is how he's referred mm-hmm. to a lot and yes. so I'll, we'll probably you go will back be saying forward. yes yeah calling him that mm-hmm. so just know if we say dw we're talking about uh darkwing duck um as he wor- works to protect saint canard uh from sus people and ducks hiding around every corner <laughs>
1: Can I say something real quick too? <laughs> uh Saint Canard. <laughs> I have <this> down. <laughs> uh, you tell did. us. Go ahead if you want to say it. No, nope, okay. everyone who
0: knows French, tell
1: us. Uh, Canard is French for duck. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is literally the French, the direct uh French translation for the word duck. Yep. So for the English word duck. So Saint Duck is where this town <laughs> full of duck superhero or bird and like animal anthropomorphized uh mm civilians and superheroes place. lives Yes, yeah. Saint Canard, Saint Duck.
0: Yep, they live in Saint <laughs> Duck. Yep, from um yeah, DWNO you know, works to protect Saint Duck, aka Saint Canard, <laughs> from uh, you know, petty street criminals to genius supervillains um again he does lead a double life uh that his day-to-day he's known as drake mallard but his superhero alias again is dw darkwing mallard
1: duck. also another type of
0: duck yes exactly yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll try and point out
1: probably also why they had to use the shadow because they're like oh allard is so close good. to mallard yeah. we have to and then he's a duck it can be a spinoff yeah. of duck Tales, blah 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 like, anyway
0: they, if they if they miss that opportunity they shouldn't have a job yeah like. yeah it's
1: like they name him like bruce something like bruce wayne instead and
0: it's like right the unless there's a duck that rhymes with wayne
1: <laughs> yeah which i can't think of like right now maybe I mean, later maybe i'll drop it in the comments name more the than one
0: type of duck that's not just a mallard right now uh <laughs>
1: I'm on, you put me on the spot yeah that I don't know an, any
0: that's why I said it I know different types of there birds is, well, but
1: there's like one other but now I'm literally <laughs> blanking on it I hate you so much for doing anyway whatever go but that's on. what I'm saying I'm like <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah
1: mallard is like the primary type of duck I think that like we, 90% of ducks are mallards
0: that we is that is that a real stat nope nope <laughs> Don't fact take us duck experts.
1: We're gonna get like a warning, like a fact checker warning
0: <laughs> <laughs> under people do Not know ducks. Don't no, listen to that. Don't listen. Yep. Um, But yeah, so you know, as, as a kid, it was so fun to watch because everything seemed so pronounced and dramatic. And now, as an adult, you know, I realize that it's because it was satire and a parody of Pulp Fiction's and superheroes, which mm-hmm. just makes it more fun to watch. Um,
1: yeah,
0: as an adult.
1: Which yes. sorry, okay. This I saw the, the I saw the like
0: the thinking <laughs> the happening. Thought, like head. a
1: light bulb. <laughs> uh-huh. Ooh, gears are turning. Uh-huh. Um, as I've been re-watching this too, I have realized that if there was like one old animated show from the nineties that I would like to see them redo today. Like, I think this one actually might be it. Oh. I would love to see them like do a, a, re, a revival or whatever, but make it more adult oriented. Mm. Almost like Archer meets like, <laughs> like Batman meets. Yeah, you know? this like, would definitely the, be on
0: Adult Swim type yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Or yeah, like maybe like throw that shit on Hulu or something. I don't know where they could put it on Disney Plus, but.
0: You know what? Um, I'll make the plug right now. If there's anyone yeah. from Adult Swim listening yes we'll come help you write this yes
1: or and, disney whomever liked. yeah
0: and or if you just want to create a whole other parody show yes we will Similar. start
1: it. yeah we'll help yeah we, yeah, we got you. <laughs> we've got yeah. free time apparently we can do this
0: we will at least get a story together and you get, if,
1: if you can find a screenwriter mm-hmm. we can at least handle the story for y'all and yeah, then we'll pass you. it off to you for the dialogue yep, which
0: yep whichever yeah just exactly we'll, we'll make just, it work
1: Put us. that out there. Yeah. <laughs> toss, toss, <laughs> toss, give us a raise, please. Um, uh, anyway,
0: so today I'm actually not going to tell you the first episode of Darkwing Duck because uh, I watch on Disney Plus and it starts with the third episode of Darkwing Duck. Like, we don't have access to the first and second one on Disney Plus, and hmm. I was too lazy to just go find it on the internet somewhere. So, I'm going to tell you the first available episode on Disney Plus. Fair enough. Which is season one, episode three in reality of mm-hmm. Darkwing Duck, uh, entitled Beauty and the Beat.
1: Oh. Yes. When Beauty and the Beast just came out too. Yep. Nice. Okay. Exactly. Or at least the, yeah, the movie. Yep. Nice. So, okay.
0: Uh, well, during our Scooby-Doo episodes, you know, we, we focused a little more, or at least, you know, yeah, we focused more on, the investigations themselves and like figuring out who who done it. Um today, you know, just because of how Darkwing Duck is set up, oftentimes you kind of like we kind of know who the criminal is from the get-go, or it's not always a person in a mask. Um so today I'm going a little more on the the true crimey side of of our show. Um, and I'm going to focus more on our criminal and his crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll obviously talk about how Darkwing Duck and his sidekick Launchpad McQuack, uh, <laughs> who's from DuckTales and yes, he is a pilot and his name is Launchpad. Mc- um,
1: who, by the way, they, they abbreviate to LP sometimes yes, too. Thank you. So DW, LP, you're here. You'll hear us both probably yes. saying that throughout yep. these episodes.
0: Thank you. Yeah. hundred um, percent. So we will, you know, talk about how they were involved in this case and helped serve some type of justice, if we want to call <laughs> it that. We can we we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh so there won't be much like guessing here on who done it because we're going to talk about it almost immediately who done it. Yeah. But there will be uh plenty of editorializing by me and <laughs> our uh you know, maybe our strongest trait, wild speculation. Yes. So, <laughs> Let's begin. So, again, this is season one, episode three of Darkwing Duck. So, Mm -hmm. uh, on what most residents of St. Canard found to be another lovely, sunny spring day, uh, there was actually terror being wrought in a lab at an esteemed university as the vicious Mm -hmm. vines burst through the doors, taking researchers in the lab by surprise. Before they could run, the vines wrapped around their legs, immobilizing them. Before they could call for help, these huge, like, sentient vines continued to grow and, like a python, wrapped around these two men. By the time the authorities arrived and DW was called to the scene, these two, I speculate, and by the way, Darkwing Duck is a lot darker than Scooby-Doo was. uh, Yeah. Yeah, like, significantly darker, uh, so just so y'all know, um, because I speculate that by the time the authorities were there, that these two were straight up dead, because the weapon, Sorry, the vines, the death, just. yeah, like fully covered these two victims. And I think like suffocated them in like a mm. slow itching death um, because they yeah, when they arrived, they're just like, co- like head to toe covered, immobile. There's just like crime scene tape everywhere. Like no one's trying to like oh, wow. cut them out. I think they're just dead in these vines. And
1: this is like when police arrived or Darkwing Duck was the first one
0: uh, cops were there first Got, gotcha up okay
1: good so uh, like a like how a city should actually run not <laughs> not like in coolsville
0: yeah <laughs> there's definitely still vigilante justice in yeah, st canard sure. but there's yeah. also seems to be at least a uh, law enforcement who will call in the vigil i don't know yeah vigilante sometimes yeah, yeah yeah it's it depends episode to episode i would say yes yeah what the law enforcement situation is um But luckily the witnesses in the labs uh, nearby knew the culprit. But would DW be able to act fast enough to save off future kidnappings and possibly and likely more murder? Let's back up. So we're gonna rewind it a little bit. So all of the trouble that leads up to this moment begins at St. Canard University, which again, Saint Duck University. Saint Duck University. <laughs> uh huh.
1: University of Ducks.
0: Yep, exactly. Uh, and so, in uh, the university, uh, it all starts in Lab 356. Hmm. So, by all account, Lab 356 is an average lab at this well-respected university in this city, uh, and this lab in particular is focused on food modification. Or I think what, like, the writers were hinting at is genetically modified foods, a.k.a. GMOs. GMOs. (laughs) Yeah. Which is interesting because this is 1991. And my brief research uh, showed that the first actual, like, GMO food didn't hit the shelves until 1994, like, in your average grocery store. So, yeah, like, they were on cutting-edge research in Lab 356. Yeah. 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 So, with cutting-edge research though in academia comes pretty fierce competition. Mm. And Lab Three Fifty Six was some of the Hold fiercest. <laughs> so, four different researchers work in this. We're just going to call it a GMO lab. Uh, Doctor Gary and Doctor Larson, which is very funny because Gary Larson is the cartoonist behind Far Side comics, uh-huh. which I like grew up reading. Like they're all over the house. Yes. Yeah. So, um. Every time I say it I just like giggle to myself. Yeah, that was
1: intentional.
0: Uh-huh. That <laughs> was no percent. way it could have been. Yeah. Yep. Uh and then Dr. Rhododendron, which is a plant, so get ready for a oh, theme here. Yeah. Here we yeah, go. We're going to call her uh Dr. Dendron. Um Okay. Uh and then one Dr. Reginald Bushroot. So again oh, a theme oh, going yeah. on. Yes. So uh Dr. Gary and Dr. Larson seem to be kind of like jocks gone nerds as they're like these huge, like hulking figures, like, I don't know, like linebacker type of bodies. Yeah. Um, They're clearly like the head researchers in the lab who are pulling in the most funding. Uh and at St. Kenard's, it becomes very clear that whoever brings in the most dollars to the university is by far the most esteemed. Mm-hmm. Um, Always follow the money. Yep, exactly. And their research, they're kind of like research partners, their GMO research is making food bigger, but with no further nutritional value, in fact, even less nutritional value. Mm. So kind of like a quantity over quality basically. And they're getting the money for it uh, because yeah, companies are like, great. Yeah. Please Modify cut this. Cut costs so.
1: also, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: People will think they're eating better because it's like larger quantities. Like they're yeah. getting more out of it, but in reality it's becoming more and more unhealthy. Yeah. Um, Dr. Dendron is the only woman in the lab and is absolutely seen by uh, the males as clearly just a sex object. Uh, we don't even know what her research is about. We never, <laughs> we never hear about it. No one it. cares. Yeah. She's just like messing with test tubes. They don't bother to give her like an actual topic of research um yeah oh, that's a thing um
1: i'm not okay yeah <laughs> which mind. i will
0: say you know i guess is maybe reflective of the pulp fictions and
1: uh yeah
0: that type of stuff is a I'm lot getting of the women very, uh,
1: god i can't believe i just blanked on poison ivy's real name oh no. um and yeah i'm not gonna stop the episode for that but yeah it makes (laughs) me think of her it's kind of like in the background doing random scientific experiments on plants and shit yeah yeah who knows maybe she will be poison ivy (laughs) yeah yeah
0: who knows uh Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely a lot of i will say uh at least in the episodes i've watched so far uh yeah the female characters sometimes in Darkwing duck uh get get a little bit of the short end of the stick yeah yeah uh, I, a lot of the time I would say yeah
1: yeah thinking uh, t- yeah anyway
0: yeah so <laughs> keep that in mind well I'm yes. sure we'll talk about it every episode to some variety yes. uh so and finally we have uh Dr. Bushroot, and he is like the dweeb amongst dweebs uh and our main focus today Okay. So from the get go, Dr. Bushroot is painted as honestly like an absolute loser. Uh, Mm. Like none of his clothes fit him quite right from like an oversized lab coat to this like lanky tie laying on his gut. He looks like very strung out with like wrinkles and creases around his like extremely or around his eyes. He's, like, extremely, and ironically, like, very, like, duck-footed, which, like, not all characters actually are duck-footed in this show, even though they're all ducks, but, like, he super is. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, he only has, like, a Mm. few, like, misplaced, like, wisps of hair left on an otherwise completely bald head.
1: He's burnt out on this research, man. This cutting-edge GMO Mm -hmm. research is getting to him.
0: It's a lot of pressure, and he walks (laughs) around with, like, yeah, like, slumped shoulders. Um, and if we stopped here at like his clearly stressed out appearance, like I would understand why he looks so disheveled and I would have some sympathy for him yeah. because in reality, working in this lab for him is like a total hellscape because mm. lab 356 is like beyond a toxic work environment. Um Uh-oh but it's important to keep in mind that Bushroot here does eventually turn to a path of violence as a solution. So despite circumstances, I want us to keep that in mind as I got, eventually, yeah.
1: Go he into got this. bullied to the dark side. Yep.
0: So we'll, we'll get into it here in a second. Um, Uh-oh. but, uh, a brief note of wild speculation about, Ooh. uh, you know, what will eventually push this dweeby PhD to a path of violence? Mm -hmm. I theorize that he always had a violent tendency deep within him, one that he simply ignored and repressed, which we all know repressing anything is a bad idea and it didn't help his mental state and his obvious kind of depression and anxiety going on. Um, and I think he always had this brewing somewhere in him. And there was finally a straw that broke the camel's back that we'll get into, we'll get into kind of like what was building. Mm -hmm. Um, and when it finally happened, he fully snapped into some type of like break with reality or like this delusional, like berserker mode. Um, so yeah, let's get into what the, what the path of building up to his, again, this break with reality is, um, yeah. So day in and day out in this lab, uh, I mentioned toxic work environment, uh, Bushroot is bullied and straight up harassed by Gary and Larson. They call him names all day. They demean his work saying things like you can't do real research. You just play with plants all day, but they like straight up physically harass him too. Like they sabotage his experiments. They blatantly like destroy them in front of him. Like for example, Bushroot has a bunch of like potatoes hooked up to plants for his research and Gary or Larson I don't remember who was who like takes the potatoes and like stomp on them while like verbally abusing him
1: um which also like wastes of university funds or like money like you can't just like waste grant money like that like anyway yep, whatever but
0: they're rolling in the <laughs> dough so to them yeah, what's true. another potato apparently so
1: they're the big they're the big ones there once the you yeah, get big, all the gotcha
0: yep big uh, jock yeah, types,
1: honchos
0: getting all the cash in um, mm-hmm. and while doctor when dr dendron uh, is in the lab you know they try to play down the harassment but like mm. certainly continue the like verbal viciousness in like some type of weird cringy attempt to like impress her type of thing it's very it's gross. like we're not
1: super mean we're just a little mean does that turn you on right are <laughs> you into it like look yeah, we all think no. this guy's
0: a loser right yeah uh do we seem tough now <laughs> um so now bush roots gmo research is actually pretty interesting it's around how humans consume food rather than around the food that we consume So he's focused Hmm. on the consumer, not the product, basically.
1: Okay, that's admirable.
0: Yeah, he theorizes that there's a way to essentially modify how we receive nutrients and all the nutrients that we need. So specifically, he wants to create a way by studying plants for humans to photosynthesize so that we can gain nutrients from pure sunlight rather than products, Um, which is pretty interesting. So he's like anti-consumerism basically yeah
1: true in a way
0: um yeah
1: but, but this, we have different cellular structures than plants so it's well but
0: that's what he's trying to research is how okay, to change yeah, how, our cellular how to turn structure humans into plants <laughs> you know truly like he's trying to figure out like can we change uh yeah like our cellular structure and how we like get nutrients to resemble that of plants because huh. this to him is a path to a better world yeah um you know one in which we don't depend on yeah. Product and that type of stuff. Little
1: anarchist. Look at you. Yeah. Or him. Truly. Yeah. Bushroot. Um, Go for it.
0: Again, <laughs> having this like path towards maybe violence in a different path, uh, always always in him somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and despite his this bullying that he faces, uh, and that you know, Dr. Dendron does have like words of sympathy for him a lot of the time, but he mm-hmm. sees them as mocking, like he can't fathom that she would actually be being nice to him. He sees it uh. as more bullying. But despite all this, he continues on this path, uh, what he sees as like this mission to improve the world. Um, So, as I mentioned, uh, this lab, like a lot of the world, is a place where money talks. Mm -hmm. So, even in their bullying, Gary and Larson, on occasion, actually do emphasize to Bushroot that there's no money in his research, in this like human photosynthesis research. And like, they're probably right. Like, even in a universe, in our universe and probably theirs, most corporations are probably, like, greedy-leaning. And why would they want to give you a solution in which you would never need their products again? You would just yeah. need the sun. Um, so, like, you would never have to go to the grocery store again. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's correct not that Not good Bush for Root, their
1: shareholders.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Bushroot <laughs> is, like, not getting a lot of research funding. Um, so, mm-hmm. day in and day out, Bushroot continues this painstaking research while the chorus of naysayers echoes throughout the lab. And then at what I've deemed as the beginning of the end for Bushroot, um, the dean of their college, Dean Tightbill, um, has to make severe budget cuts. Tightbill making budget cuts. Yep,
1: exactly.
0: And so, uh, to no surprise, mm-hmm. Gary and Larson are like total suck ups to the dean, and they actually sabotage Bushroot's latest experiment, so it blows up in the dean's face. Um, yep, and the dean already had it out for Bushroot, just yeah. like according to Bushroot, everybody in the world does. You know, he thinks he's this, You're this man
1: into a corner.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> so dangerous because his Uh-oh. research is not leading anywhere to the university. It's not bringing any funds uh, and they have to make budget cuts. The Dean fires Bushroot on the spot right in front of his colleagues, including Dr. Dendron. Oh, yeah. Not good hurting, HR. Hurting. I don't think there was yeah, any HR at this university.
1: Apparently not.
0: To be honest. Clearly
1: yeah. or they're just totally not doing any of their duties because there's <laughs> massive harassment uh-huh. going on. Like, anyway. straight up abuse. Rampant harass and abuse. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> and so like anyone in this situation, you know, there's, there's definitely a deep sense of desperation now. I mean, like work was definitely and very clearly Bushroot's entire life. Like this was his mission. It's what kept him going through all of the abuse endured, endured at work um, yeah. and who knows where else in his life. Uh, but we're actually not quite at the point of this full break. We're still, we're inching closer to it. Okay. Um, And as we can see in his next actions, which I again deem and speculate are all actions of a deeply desperate man. uh, He's still willing to make one last attempt to salvage himself and kind of cling on to his sanity. Uh, So for now, I'll say we can have some sympathy for Bushroot. Um, Yeah. let you know when that changes uh because so far like he is trying to make the world a better place he's putting up with harassment all day he was just fired after his last his life's work was like called useless um so we can feel bad for him for a little bit longer but again path of violence is in his future instead of a path of like harassment lawsuits against the school instead of violence yeah like he had like other he choices could. yeah absolutely that he could have made. but
1: but it's nice they're they're, they're building the story for like a complex villain yep like, oh man do i agree with him like exactly. i'm not supposed to side with the villain or feel bad for yep. him but look at how horrible how hard he's had it how mm-hmm. horrible his life is we'll see Yeah. for now it, we can the ends, morally, justify the means yeah ambiguous gray
0: area for now yeah. um and I do think that Bushroot kind of knows that this is his last chance before he snaps, like for yeah. good. Uh, I kind of see him as like, he's in the mindset of like a desperate animal locked in his own like internal cage. And mm-hmm. he's going to like take some extreme measures to try and save himself before, you know, he's got to, you know, gnaw off his own arm to get out of the cage, et cetera, et cetera.
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's good. He's got a bit of a moral compass maybe. Yeah, for now. Okay.
0: So Bushroot has his own lab at his house, which by the way, I have to say is like fucking gorgeous home. And my dream home, he basically oh. lives in an, like enormous greenhouse that like is large enough that it houses a full jungle. There's like palm trees in there. Like oh. it is a huge and is like up on a hillside. It's an A-frame. I love a good A-frame. I love yeah. houseplants. I love natural light. Like, yeah. I would live in this home. <laughs> anyways, it the home was not enough to save this man from his eventual snap with reality. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, not even a good sunlight and beautiful house could save him. So, anyways, uh Bushroot his lab in this beautiful home is this like Frankenstein and his monster setup. Um mm-hmm. And he, uh, he, we see him in his home again, in his like desperate attempt, he's basically thinking to himself, I will prove that my research was worthwhile by proving that I can indeed alter our cellular structure. Like I, if I just prove it, I'll get my job back. I'll get respect from my colleagues and publish papers on it, go to conferences, everything will be better. So I wish life
1: was that black and white.
0: He thinks it might be. Uh, So we see him and he's like shaking at this point. Like, again, he's on the brink of a snap. He's hooking himself up. There's two like slabs, again, Frankenstein style. On one, it's just a flower in a pot. And he's hooking up like (laughs) IV tubes to it and himself. Uh (laughs) It's like a little daisy or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's like pretty precious. And he's like test tubes running from it and all this kind of stuff. Um, And so then he, he lays on the the other slab, hooks himself up, pulls a switch. They rise through the skylight in this house. Again, I guess it comes a convertible house. There's a storm going on again. Classic Frankenstein, Mm Frankenstein. With a strike of lightning from above, the transform is initiated because I guess somehow electricity from lightning was key. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Either way, Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my like confusion. I'm like, you guys have electricity. Can you just like electro shock yourself? Yeah, into right. This? But or it's just not get as the
1: dramatic. um, what do you call it? the uh
0: heart, the defibrillator? Defi- stuff. Thank you. Clear-
1: yeah, <laughs> just like put yeah. that on the plant.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd think, but I he guess you the- didn't.
1: He had players. no friends to do it for him, so he had to rely on his only <laughs> friend, Mother Nature. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Actually, I feel really bad for Bushroot. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, yeah, again, getting it's, a little sad for him.
0: Yeah, and it makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, we are building up a pretty yeah. It's got a sad, sad story to start here. Yeah. Um, but uh, it turns out we 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 see that it was actually a success. Like. Oh, his research you, was legitimate. So he steps back into the sun, you know, at first he thought it was a failure because he didn't feel any different, but he steps into the sun. Um, but you know, failure versus success. There's a lot of definitions that people could put yeah. to it. A lot of gray area. Yeah. So maybe success in the fact that like, yes, he can start photosynthesizing, but maybe also a failure because we slowly see his skin, his feathers start to turn green and then he starts to Uh. sprout leaves and weeds and then his head just becomes like a flower bud and basically his body (laughs) becomes a stalk and he turns into this like Strange flower duck man. It worked too well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop. He's like, wait, no, stop. Too much. Stop, stop working. Too much. Too many plant <laughs> <of> cells. Synthesizing. <laughs> yeah. That like, I don't know enough about like cellular biology beyond like the mitochondria as the powerhouse of the cell. Woo. Thank
1: you. <laughs> high school education. Woo. don't know how to fucking do my taxes, but I sure do know <laughs> that.
0: Do I know anything beyond that? Nope. No. <laughs> but, um, Yeah. So like literally his body is like the stalk of like a flower and like his arms are like and like legs are like the leaves. And yeah, his head is just like a closed flower bud with like his eyes and like Bill still um, and like a little (laughs) like weed sprouting out the top. So so just like a half duck, half flower. I'm assuming he's a duck. Yeah. He's a duck, right? Yeah. 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 Sorry. He's a duck. Um, I would say yeah. like 80% flower, like 20% duck. <laughs> like they just had to leave like the bill and yeah. like, his, his
1: feet. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that he was a duck and now he's a flower. <laughs> he's a flower duck man. <laughs> okay. gotcha. Flower so, duck man. New yep. villain coming to you in St.
0: Canard. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so, you know, finally to him, like a bright spot in his life. You know, the this is validation that all of his troubles and trials have been worth it, Uh, and even more, he discovers that like this deep whatever cellular change in his mitochondria and blah 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 whatever cells. Things had to change.
1: Powerhouse of the whatever. Yeah. The
0: cell. I guess plants. Maybe powerhouse
1: that. of the soul. Of the death man. <laughs> the mitochondria is the eyes of the powerhouse. <laughs> the window <laughs> to the powerhouse. I don't know
0: how it works. <laughs> we are science here. Yes, ma'am. Um, precisely. Anyway. <laughs> so, because of this change, he also discovers. So like, again, maybe a success that this fish can telepathically communicate and command plants around him. Cause he's like part plant now, but a superior plant. So
1: he's the one that became poison Ivy. Oh my God. Sorry. Pamela uh-huh. Ivy. I just remembered her name. Her name's Pamela Ivy. Sorry. It just hit me.
0: <laughs> poison the Ivy. Same initials and same last
1: name. I think, I think Ivy is her last name. Pamela something. Anyway, so he <laughs> became Pamela.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> he's an Ivy. Wow, Except that's a plot like, twist. Not like a cool, sleek, sexy, like, like sexy, yeah, like, like a, red bombshell. Nope, like, a like <laughs> giant bud of a head and a very like lanky spindly stock. Like he's still a dweeb. <laughs> basically. Um, so, uh, he runs back to St. Canard university, ready to show the lab, like his incredible breakthrough to show Dendron who he's realizing, like he's madly in love with. And he wants to prove that he's an esteemed scientist to ask the Dean for his job back, which they could like, could not deny now.
1: Uh, so, this is going to go well.
0: <laughs> yep. He burst back <laughs> into the lab again, maybe already a little delusional about his life. So, he burst back into the lab. As this duck flower man, and he's immediately met with laughter and jeers from Gary and Larson, who only increase their insults to him. Of and course. Dr. Dendron is actually like shocked by this outburst of like him bursting into the lab. Like she drops whatever experiment she's working on again, just a bunch of like general test tube situations, just pouring them one into the other. Uh, but she just drops it because she is like at a loss for words. Um, and Bushroot of course sees this all as another slight against him uh, and he flees the lab in shame and this dear listeners and viewers is when he finally snaps. Shame is an incredibly powerful emotion and like a very deep-rooted emotion in a lot of humans Mm -hmm. and was the exact one that he needed to just with reality and uh And what he thought it could be. So.
1: Which also, maybe if he had stuck around and like talked to. Her a little Mm -hmm. bit, like maybe like obviously it's shocking Mm -hmm. to see like an 80% flower, 20% (laughs) duck walk into your research lab. Uh But once he like explains the situation, maybe she would be more open and like talk to him about it rather than him just being like, Oh fuck, I messed up, I gotta run and now like kill Uh some people. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what he does next. We'll see.
0: That's why again, I while we can have sympathy for the first part of his story you know keeping in mind that there were always other alternatives he could have taken such as pausing to be like yo actually i'm gonna win like a fucking nobel peace prize screw y'all type of thing like he there were other paths um
1: yeah also you said he can control plants now like Dude, the military industrial complex would be all over that shit. Yeah, exactly. If they could control plants, like deploy this man to whatever yeah. country. Exactly.
0: We're like, like, let's replicate right. it and our entire army will become this. Like, yeah. Yeah, was, exactly. There were so many paths in which he was still a good scientist mm-hmm. that, um, that he just chose not to take. <sighs>
1: um,
0: and speaking of both that full control and power over plants all around him. And I think uh, proving that he didn't even think of those other options, we see as he's like leaving the lab, you know, like tight zoom in on flower bud face, him saying, huh, what a shame it would be if anyone at the lab had a little accident. So that's where we
1: mm -hmm,
0: snap back to where we started our tale today. Uh, which mm. I posit is a double homicide. Um, it's Gary wow. and Larson who are working late one night in the lab on their GMO research. That's when those bi- vines burst in, again, wrap themselves around Gary and Larson as Bushroot is on the other side of the wall, controlling the vines entirely. Mm. Like he can tell them what to do. And again, completely telepathically, he is ordering the vines to do this. And even as they're like yelling for help, he could have just stopped at restraining them. Um, yeah.
1: He could have just like spooked them a little bit.
0: Great. Exactly. And been like, see what happens? Like, boo, I can control mm-hmm. plants. Don't mess now.
1: with me again. Yeah,
0: exactly. Which again, still warning. violence doesn't need violence. No. Yeah. Don't even stopped. do that.
1: Yeah. But that's also stopped. not murder. It's, you know, assault and stuff, but exactly it's not murder. Yep.
0: And uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think that Bushroot has entered some type of, like, delusional berserker mode, mm-hmm. uh, which also for uh, for reference, essentially, like, you know, I, I'm not using the term berserker mode properly in, like, actual, like, criminal psychology terms, which is essentially mm-hmm. usually referred to when, like, usually a serial killer just, like, cannot yeah. stop. It's usually actually when they get caught because they get sloppy all of a sudden, like whatever force is or like internal drive to kill is just like the floodgates have opened and they are just yeah. like murder, 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 murder. Like, yeah. Can't stop. Won't stop type of out mode. of control. Yep. And so uh this is the beginning of that essentially for uh Bushroot here, although there was no ramp up period. So again, I'm not using it like technically correct, but I'm not a criminal psychologist. So yeah. I'm not going to lose know, yeah. any license over this because I don't cool. have one.
1: Exactly. <laughs> to begin with. Boom. No one's going to discredit you what because do you, do? you were never trying to get credit in the first place. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Come at me. Yeah. Um, anyways, so like I mentioned, he continues to send the vines in until the two are entirely covered. They slowly are suffocated. Uh, cause again, the next uh, thing that we see is the crime scene left behind and the two forms of the researchers yeah. unmoving, completely covered in plants. Um, and honestly, we never see them again.
1: Um, oh, so pretty safe to assume. If, mm-hmm. I mean, at a minimum, they were like put in like permanent care in the hospital. Yeah, so exactly. Were they like like mummy wrapped up in these things almost? Or just like there were vines just covering everything and they were buried under them? Mm.
0: I would say it's more of the mummy mode they're like Uh, in the pose of like trying to run away but like completely yeah yeah, like mummy wrap okay
1: gotcha type of
0: thing which is yeah why I think it's like a full suffocation exactly
1: it's like because if they were just under like a pile of vines and maybe like they could breathe and move nope okay yep way darker Yep. Yep. yeah like (laughs) their ribs were broken probably Uh and like lungs okay
0: yeah not (sighs) good dark wow
1: disney taking it there okay Uh right out of the gate (laughs)
0: Uh and so apparently the cops and the feds were called in but were for some reason stumped and i guess it's because they just like weren't talking to witnesses uh so
1: (laughs) we got this we don't need your testimony (laughs) right
0: exactly like but you know luckily i guess that's when dw and lp launchpad are called in Uh, they get called in for when normal channels of justice can't find an answer. Mm -hmm. Um, and luckily they did that, they they called NDW and Launchpad because either Dr. Dendron wasn't willing to talk to, you know, traditional law enforcement. She's like, fuck the police and the (laughs) FBI, or they didn't go talk to her. Unsure. NWA
1: was big back then. She probably (laughs) listened to them. Yeah. Dr. Dendron
0: definitely would uh would be listening to them. Um, <laughs> so she tells DW and Bushroot that uh, she or she t- tells DW that she knows it was Bushroot. Um, you know she she witnessed him as the flower duck man. Um, but she's really trying to make the case for him and saying that he's not actually bad. He just got mixed up in something that he's out of control on. who had never heard a fly, he didn't mean to do this. He's going
1: Um, through some things. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: I call this deep, deep denial, which I think is the technical term for it, uh, even as not a psychologist. Um,
1: (laughs) That many deeps, two deeps, deep deep, deep. not just denial, not just deep,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A double deep denial. Um, Mm -hmm. But DW knows that he doesn't have time to like hear her just be like, please, no, don't think that he is a criminal because there's two already probably dead ducks on their hands Mm -hmm. and actually dw full credit he puts together like a criminal profile of bushroot like on the spot Mm. uh not in blatant terms but you know there's a lot of like serial killer profiling that exists of like a power or like a control killer there's like missionary killers all that type of stuff yeah uh but i think that he falls into like that power killer section because he's seeking control over his abusers and riding this high of revenge.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: with that type of profile being built, uh DW is like, well, who else does he want revenge against probably? The dean. Uh mm. so it's a damn good profile built because DW mm-hmm. and Launchpad sprint to the dean's office and are trying to lock it up and like protect him right as an enormous tree bursts through the side of the wall. Oh my god,
1: like an int moot.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I shouldn't that uh, you're the one who should be referencing that. Oh Hondo you said like an
0: int. Yeah, it's just like burr, burr, burr. Yep. yeah, and like the Dean being very small is like a little hobbit because he just picks he up the Dean from his desk. Um, and again, oh bush is like off in the the forest behind ordering this tree to do all of that. Um so I would, I would like to pause, um, for the, uh, for, for just some things that I won't mention further, but deserve their own spotlight, which is some moments of satire of, uh, in like the ensuing chase scenes to save the Dean, um, because on the, like, really hamming up the, like, superhero side of things, uh, they give really funny, like, weapons, so he has, like, D.W. has, like, buzz buzzsaw cufflinks that he uses to, like, <gasps> chop through wood. Oh he my has, God. like, his enormous, like, it reminds me of, like, the Marvin the Martian, like, sized gun <laughs> that he uses. And he also has, yeah. like, machetes at some point, which is just... I guess helpful. Intense, um, yeah, yeah, and so I like, yeah also, for
1: like cutting cutting through um, yeah, jungle, yeah, cleaving yep. through exactly, boom.
0: Yep, and so <laughs> I also want to acknowledge um, all of like the just the gorgeous puns used from here on out by DW. Since this is like a plant themed episode, yeah, uh, he says things like, "This is an Ivy League school. <sighs> the sprig is up. Let's get back to his roots." Wait, I'm sorry, turn over I, a new are- leaf.
1: <laughs> those were all really good but the Ivy League one just right out the gate was that's oh <laughs> shit man yeah okay sorry the yeah those are all great though
0: Oh, Darkwing Duck are fire
1: Like they are they really are they... again why I would love to see this like in a more grown up fashion mm-hmm. be like brought back as a, yep. an adult animated show mm-hmm. yeah exactly it'd be so funny <laughs>
0: so yeah all of that just needed its own moment here Um. so anyways the Dean yeah is like begging for his life DW and Launchpad are able to save him. He runs free, avoiding a kidnapping okay. and again, probably a murder. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't some protective services Least or tempted. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, as it happens, Bushroot's revenge plan only thickens. We see him muttering about DW and Launchpad. He's kind of like making this mental list of who's wronged uh... him because he says, you're, you're like all of the others, always ruining things for me. Um, which yeah, again, seems to be his entire motivation that everyone's been against him, that everyone owes him the world as nothing is his fault. And so he's fighting to gain back like this control of his life. Um, which also like classic trait of like a narcissist thinking they're always in the right and everyone else has done them wrong. When again, he could have just chosen some different paths in life. Like he had, he had
1: options. Yeah. Exactly.
0: You always have options. Yeah. Um, so uh, Dr. Dendron, though, still believes in him. And she begs DW to let her just talk some sense into him. Uh, again, classic double denial. Uh, but during all of this like conversation between Dendron and DW, Bushroot overhears it um, and interprets her pleas, again, like a narcissist, everything's truly about him. I just sigh because he thinks her just talking nicely about him means that she's madly in love with him. Oh um, god. Suddenly her words aren't condescending but expressions of desire and love and in reality they're just part of this delusional world that he's like running in. Oh god.
1: Um, well, he's about to get even more well, <laughs> yep. maybe not. Maybe she well, maybe she does. Who knows? I mean, she is like, she's really sticking her neck out there for this guy. So. Yeah, for this
0: murderer. If, uh, yeah, for
1: this murderer. So uh-huh. she's either just like a very, very naive person, or maybe, maybe there's something there, but I don't think it's safe for him to immediately jump to that conclusion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's definitely the like, uh, it's definitely a leap, we'll call it. It's a lot of the, yeah, okay. In. Yeah. Again, this world of delusion he lives in. Um, yeah. But DW, Uh, he is like seeing all of the red flags. And from this conversation, D.W. starts putting together like, oh, shit, I bet Bushroot is in love with this bombshell in the lab Mm. (laughs) and says the only thing more dangerous than a plant duck is a plant duck in love, (laughs) (laughs) which I just love.
1: Yeah. That they it's also just like call a, him the plant duck. A plant duck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's okay. a flower
0: duck plant duck. <laughs> yes.
1: And I like how they put plant first because they're like, no, he's like mostly plant now and just like <laughs> a splash of duck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: like a, eight, <laughs> not a duck plant, yeah.
1: but exactly. Yeah. So you were spot on with that breakdown that you gave.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, DW is completely correct in the psychological profile of this criminal. Because Bushroot uh burst into the lab where you know they're doing the witness statement in an interview with Dendron in a Full tuxedo um starts expressing his still undying- as a
1: plant, though.
0: Yeah, but it, and it's just like the top half of the tuxedo, there's no pants and just oh, okay, yeah, just top half.
1: He's a duck, he doesn't need pants. He's a plant duck, <laughs> yeah, a that's a plant duck. Sorry, flower duck.
0: Um, yeah. and starts expressing his undying love to Dr. Dendron, uh, who immediately is like, Whoa, bro, what? <laughs> that's oh, no. not what I meant. Um, oh, no. Yeah, and so um more DW shame. again, like full credit. It's like I fucking called it, jumps in between them, like full gun pulled, being like, You're gonna try and kidnap this girl. I told everyone, or this woman, I fucking told everyone. Uh, but the plants come in, they overpower DW on launch pad. Bushroot kidnaps uh Dr. Dendron, who is like fully like yelling in protest and trying Damsel to like
1: stress mode
0: yeah and is like trying to get out of there um but you know despite her protests, i think that that's what also leans into more that like he's fully delusional and unhinged uh because this unhinged decision making continues because he gets dr dendron back to his amazing greenhouse which like okay would that be enough he just kidnapped her great maybe they'll talk about it no no he maybe she won't press charges you can talk at the room yeah maybe yeah. she can get out of it somehow play yeah. play. they're like no i'm totally in love with you car let me get back to my house to get my suitcase to move in with you and then run and then um, run yeah <laughs> but no he does not give her that chance because uh he plans to make her his bride um oh, but boy. it's not good enough for him now that she would just be a normal bride she also needs to be a Flower plant, plant bride. bride. Uh-huh. Plant plant bride. bride.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Getting uh, turning into like, well, kind of little shop of horrors type. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. I mean there's a lot of like uh actually I did think of little shop of horrors a couple times because there's definitely some like, you know, Venus flytraps here and there. I, mean, oh, and I, I figure, just, yeah, we I mean, me need like,
1: that. I feel like anytime a fictional thing, whether it's, like, a cartoon or, like, live action, has, like, killer plants. It There's always to gonna that. be a Venus fly trap, <laughs> yep. yeah, and apparently ants. Yeah, and <laughs> They're, ants. like, walking trees.
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. So, um, yeah, Dr. Jenner is straight up, like, still trying to protest and fight against him, but he's strapping her down to, like, the Frankenstein table, like, straight up hooking her up to another little happy flower pot, um, who's just innocent, <laughs> doesn't know what's happening here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just like da, 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 da. <laughs> Oh yeah. Sorry
1: uh-huh. I, going. <laughs> so uh-huh. I just pictured that like a scared, terrified like little plant on like this operating Please table. No. A storm is brewing in overhead. literally <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, mean, like, I IVs need more stuff right? between
0: you them know? like this mad scientist. Um So yeah, she's like begging for her life and he's just like not having it. Uh, And yeah, she's like starting to get raised up to the conveniently the storm happening above. Um, But luckily, yeah, DW and Launchpad, they knew exactly where he was going to take her. Um, And so they make it to the house. And again, furthering my case that Bushroot, again, is maybe like a narcissist uh, by having, or by thinking everyone's always against him. He's like exclaiming like someone's always standing between me and what I want. Which again, bro, you had other choices
1: to yeah, get what you wanted. Exactly. That. And also that's exposing, obviously, some of his like built up trauma, mm-hmm. like maybe the, over his entire life, the course of his entire yeah. life, like even as a kid, he's probably like having these repressed memories of like that one time his, his mother wouldn't let him get that like new science kit that he wanted yep. as a kid or something like, and then I didn't get that scholarship. So I had to like rake my way through school, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was this dude all clearly like against some him, trauma. not that.
0: Yeah. That like his mom was working three jobs and couldn't afford the science kit. Right. Like dude, was, look
1: outside of your, exactly. Yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah. So, uh, we'll talk
1: more about him at the end. I'm sure at least yes. I have some thoughts, but I want to, yeah, go ahead. percent.
0: So <laughs> while fighting off the many plants that Bushroot sends his way, uh, DW is able to reverse the machine that was raising Dr. Dendron up to the sky. And with no backup on the way and possibly no Outright authority there to arrest Bushroot. Mm-hmm. DW uh, decides on extreme measures that we'll let the viewers and the listeners make their own decision on. Because if you recall my questioning of justice in this scenario, um, yeah. I you know we, we should talk about this as well. I've got a couple couple lines left here uh, because. D.W. utters his iconic catchphrase, which is like two octaves lower than his usual voice. And in the theme song at the start, you obviously heard us saying this, but let's get dangerous. Um, And he finds like a ride on like lawnmower that he chases Bushroot with and literally mows down Bushroot. Oh, shit. In his own home. Um, unless you think that like DW is a murderer too we do see that Bushroot while like torn to shreds uh, we still see him like at the end like we see like his bill on like a little like cabbage Um, so like he survives still and is like making faces uh, perhaps to be seen again one day but we don't see any arrests we don't see um any anything else we just see uh that dw literally mowed him down in his own home um and then like left i guess
1: so it's very fair to assume that dw thinks he killed him
0: mm-hmm. i would say so
1: so he is like full-blown vigilante yep mystery Inc. always stops one step short they're like we'll capture you we might mm-hmm. hurt you a little bit while we're capturing you but we're gonna call the cops gonna take it further than that dw yeah. is straight up like oh no i'm gonna kill these i'm gonna kill these fuckers like yeah. they're criminals
0: oh, well, also, <laughs> we know, need to rid
1: the streets of this crime i mean
0: like do we you know look at potentially that uh all of the plants had become sentient beings and like he was macheteing them left and right so like, he
1: killed a lot of things yeah. a lot of people <laughs> uh,
0: exactly so i'm sure there's a debate there that the the Whoever his high powered lawyers are would argue yeah. of like they weren't real sentient beings, type of thing. Yeah. Because they were being controlled, not thinking for themselves, maybe. But um, yeah,
1: you can't murder a plant. Yeah,
0: well, let that the would be. Decide.
1: They'll say it was property damage, not murder. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, so, wow. So that's our first dark, uh, Darkwing Deck episode. Again, a <laughs> lot darker this wow. wow. But Wow. Great mean, job. The dark side of, uh, I like the, the crime aspect. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wonderful job. Great, great Thanks. profile there. And yeah. breaking down Bushroot. Yeah. Uh-huh. You,
0: it's fucking crazy. This, um,
1: I like Darkwing Duck because it, it reminds me so much of comics and of comic <laughs> book movies. Like they so often try to tie in complex villains or at mm. least at least in my opinion what makes like comic books great the Mm -hmm. good ones and the good comic book movies have complex villains not just like this big bad meanie who you're like oh obviously i want the superheroes to win and Mm -hmm. get him out of there it's like no you you tell a backstory build up to show like hey this guy he had options he Mm -hmm. had choices and for some reason, through all the adversity, he took the very, the, the low, the road, very less travel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he went off the deep end versus mm-hmm. like becoming a superhero and then, you know, choosing to use his powers for good. Yep. And then, cause it makes the audience like question as they're watching him like mm-hmm. wow what would I do like would I also become the villain or would I become the hero
0: right or um, yeah like do you see his actions as justified exactly like, did end the ends justify the means but like the, yeah yeah like oh of course he was pushed to that and broke or yeah mm-hmm. are you I'm on the camp of like he had other options he didn't have right. to get that far you know if you're having some stresses, talk to someone. Like Yeah. You know. Right.
1: And then, but then, you know, you see Bushroot. He did he have anyone to talk to? Right. So it also makes you think of these like larger societal issues. Like, come on, we all need to be like nicer and mm-hmm. like rather than just like, like shitting on everyone, aka yes. yes. uh Gary Larson, Larson <laughs> Gary and Larson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lol. Um yeah, like let's have some compassion. Like, don't yes. bully people to like driving them insane, or yeah. you know, driving them into like becoming Doctor Evil. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because this dude he had a lot of potential. Bushroot mm-hmm. had a lot of potential to be a right. hero, an American hero, a Saint Canardian hero, <laughs> a Saint Ducky hero, Saint Ducky and hero, Ducky yep. hero, exactly. Uh, and Chose unfortunately, it. he became a male poison ivy. And <laughs> yeah like super also yes. now that i am thinking, i think it's pamela isley not i that makes me feel better that it's not yeah just, yeah like, oh, i, I changed the
0: first clearly
1: name. i can't stop thinking about this i think partially partially because i'm ashamed that i can't remember and partially because <laughs> it's just he reminds me that that's these are literally her power she can control plants and like she looks kind of like a plant she turns green so yep. i'm pretty sure that's probably where they got the idea for Bushroot from uh, um wow what an a episode dream. Darkwing yeah. duck.
0: Yep, Darkwing duck. These uh, <sighs> yeah, these episodes will be a little darker. Right now. I already have my next one lined up that gets into some uh, dark shit as well. But uh, yeah, hopefully that's what Mine you are into as well.
1: Yeah, you know, so, we're gonna get stick with some us. of some of the shows we talk about will be more lighthearted, like Scooby and yep. other cartoons we've mentioned in the past that we'll probably cover in the future. Some of them are gonna get darker though, you guys. Yep. I think you know, as we're rewatching some of these shows as adults that we grew up <laughs> on, we're like holy shit Uh, double (laughs) triple entendres going on here (laughs) a lot of ways like a lot of like underhanded like sexual jokes and just adult humor a lot of mature humor and yeah like criminal activity (laughs) depicted that we did not really pick up on when we were younger
0: yep exactly So yeah
1: another great reason why we're doing this show because this is chock full of all of that yes
0: exactly so uh, thanks for tuning in everyone um, mm-hmm. to help spread the word about uh, this. Who should they tell? this show? Who should yeah. they tell Alexis?
1: Oh gosh, yeah. this week, this week, um, go and if you can treat yourself, go maybe get a haircut or mm-hmm. have your stylist wash your hair. Shoot. Have we done this one before? I think I feel we like, might have. Damn it. I was going to say, tell your stylist, but now that, yeah that sounds like something we've said before Uh-oh. okay well um get <laughs> before so sometimes you have to wait a while before your stylist can get to mm. you run across the street to the corner store and like grab a snack to hold you over right. and i know we've done grocery stores before too but whatever there's, there's tell the people
0: tell, at the grocery
1: exactly store. tell the person at the corner store whether it's the person working mm. or just someone else there buying someone try not to be annoying though i'd probably be annoying but whatever <laughs> just say hey i'm here waiting for my hair appointment Go listen to Saturday morning mysteries while I buy this Reese's cup to hold me over. <laughs> yep.
0: Um, and then uh, when you get when you cross back to the street to to your actual to your appointment, mm-hmm. um, you know you you probably got like a, a couple more minutes. While yeah, like your stylist gets you know the the drape on you mm-hmm. and like you get in your seat. You know they need to go take a quick bathroom break. Um, take your phone and see if you can hook up to the salon's Bluetooth and just put on Saturday morning mysteries. <laughs> so
1: no one everybody... knows like where it's coming from.
0: <laughs> yeah. So everyone has to listen to it. Um,
1: they, like, while you make everyone pull done. their phones out. Like, hey, where is that? Wait a minute. No, this is actually good. Keep it on, keep yeah. it on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. So, like, hey hair salon, what up? Um, this one goes out to you. So they get that mm-hmm. shout out. Uh, and yeah. we'll see you guys next week. See y'all next yeah. week. We'll be back.